Thanks for listening to the Healthy Church Podcast with Larry Barker and Drew Klein. The Healthy Church Podcast is an honest conversation about what it means to be part of a healthy church. There are no perfect churches because they're all filled with imperfect people led by imperfect leaders. But by God's grace, we can begin to dialogue about what changes can be made in our lives as leaders and in the churches we serve in order to better love God and His people. For more information and other resources, go to healthychurchpodcast.com. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Healthy Church Podcast. My name is Drew Klein. I'm here with my buddy, Larry Barker. Hey, Larry, man. You doing all right? I'm doing good. We're excited to have a couple of great guys uh, with us in college ministry. You want to do the introductions for us? I'd love to do the introductions. And the cool thing is uh, two guys in student ministry, and we're at a student conference in Dallas, Texas, SOAR uh, conference. You're going to hear background music. We have a youth group joining us, and I know those people because they're from my church. So it might be loud, but we're we're glad. First is Dan Carson. Dan Carson, tell us about your ministry and what you do. Yeah. Um, student Ministry Matters is all about helping student ministry workers. If they are a youth pastor that is full-time, part-time, bivocational, volunteer, we want to pour into them. I know that many of our churches in our tribe are, you know, they're smaller. They're what Mark Clifton calls normative in size. And one of the issues that we have there is so many things out there are designed with the big youth group in mind. They talk about small groups or even game games for your youth group, and it's for that bigger church. And so right. I really care about the small church and sure. the small situation and how to pour into them. We do work with the others as well, but it, again, it's about supporting those things. Great. We'll come back to you and talk about some of the ways you resource them and some of the Certainly. things you do through the year, because I believe you have a conference for them. We do. We and, do. And we'll talk about that. This is Stuart Estes, and he is the uh, uh, director of Association of Students at the University of Arkansas. Go Hogs! And uh, <laughs> and uh, you either understand or you don't, and it's simple as that. <laughs> Tell us about yourself. Yeah. Thanks for having me today. Um, I'm Stuart. Uh, Ministry leader at the Association of Baptist Students. Uh, ABS is a community of students at the University of Arkansas, and we just are trying to let the Bible transform our lives and do that together and just see how that plays out. Um, as we see that happening, we want to see students become lifelong disciples, have deep roots that last a lifetime. Um, and we hope to do that through uh, learning to love God's Word and study God's Word and grow together. Let me ask you a question first, and uh, I know you haven't been at this long, is that right? That's About right. how long? About a year, yeah. About a year, cool. Um, at our church, the best disciplers I have came out of ABS. Really? Why do you think that is? Well, I was just, I've thought a lot about this over the last month or so. I think if, I think if a student, a college-age individual, makes a decision to follow the Lord at that point in their life, they're going to do it for a long time. I think that's a lifelong decision, and I think they get the value of, oh, I need other people to do this, right? I think college students, college-age individuals really understand the multiply aspect of discipleship, and so they want to relate back to others and build uh, more disciples and build the kingdom that way. Oh, cool. That's great. Yeah, our uh, I've got... I got three young men that went to Texas A&M and through the ABS there yeah. at Texas A&M. They are disciple, and one of them's here. Mm. And I've been watching him disciple this week. You got something? Yeah, guys. I we were just you know we were talking earlier to uh, 
to Chris Vines, just kind of asking him the question from a youth pastor perspective, but uh, even from a college perspective, why why is a church healthy or unhealthy based on how they care for college students? Yeah. Can you, how would you help us with that? Yeah, there's a couple of things uh, that I see playing out at ABS. Number one, college students are great talent. So we have some students who are bought in uh, at ABS, but they're also part of local churches, and they uh, are involved in ministry there. We've got a group that does worship at ABS. They also do worship on Sunday mornings at their church. So I think um, just a source of talent for a church is one thing. And the second thing is, I think there's a sense of vibrancy in these believers these young adult believers, um, just as I have interactions with the ones who are at ABS, it's almost like a breath of fresh air to me, just as a ministry leader, and I can't imagine how that would be any different for a church, to see these young adults who are following the Lord, being disciples, that's just breathes new life into a church, breathes new life into old bones, right? So I think those are a couple of ways. No, I love that. Yeah, Dan, what, anything you want to add well, to any of that? I would. The uh, I think that when you have a college student, they're usually, if they're in the church and they're involved, they're a committed person, which is countercultural to everything that they're hit yeah. with in, in a higher education in a public school. Now, you go to a place like Central Baptist College, or you're going to have something different, but it is so vital for us to pour into those guys as they are facing difficult situations in the classroom and in social settings and other places. Absolutely. Well, um, tell us about some of the ways, uh, I mean, we want youth pastors to reach out to you, right? Sure. Absolutely. Uh, definitely. So definitely. if they reach out to you, what? tell me what you have to offer, resources, conferences, whatever. Sure. Um, one of the things that we've done is we've just tried to build a community of student ministry workers within our tribe, the BMA of America. Um, specifically, we focused in on Arkansas because I'm the head of the youth department for the BMA of Arkansas, and that's right. where our origin has come from. But what I'm hoping to do is places like Texas, Louisiana, and just build that community. So when you're at an event like SOAR, hey, I know that guy. I can talk to him. I can build that that relationship. And so we do that a couple of different ways. One is we have a Facebook group. Now, it's a private group, so it's called Student Ministry Matters Community. They can go on there. They can share questions, concerns, and get some help in those situations. Um, we have an email list. We have a website, studentministrymatters.com. Uh, but really, one of the best ways to connect is being face-to-face. Um, I've loved today. I had a chance to speak in a couple of breakout groups here at SOAR and just to, to meet somebody for the first time and to make that connection. But we also have a conference that is in the fall, and it's a great way to meet. We do it on a Saturday so that more people can come, especially those bivocational and volunteer guys. Um, we have it at Central Baptist College, and they're a great host for us. Great. That's awesome, man. Well, I think it's great. Stuart, if... Uh what do you want people to know about how to get in contact with you if your kids are going to uh, the University of Arkansas? Yeah, uh, you can check out our social media. We're on Instagram at thehedge.uark, um, also on Facebook. But if you want to uh, reach out to me, um, my information is on our website, okay. uh, thehedgeuark.com. Uh, you can check that out. Um, I also monitor those social media accounts, so if you want to send a message, I'll check that out. Okay. Um, 
I'm also uh, trying to get around and visit associations uh, throughout the state of Arkansas um, and other places as well just to build connections with churches and make connections with student leaders, uh, student ministry leaders who would send their students this way. So if you're interested in me coming to share at an association or any sort of meeting you have, I'd love to do that. Don't mind to travel. Just want right. to build some connections. Yeah, reach out to us. We'll put some information in, won't we, Drew? Absolutely. About how they can reach out to them and get a hold of them. Yeah, definitely. Hey, also we need to mention Dan has got a podcast. Oh, no, we can't do that. That's competition. <laughs> no, he had us on his podcast. <laughs> oh, we, he did? Yeah, it's kind of I part did. of the oh, well, deal. Okay. we got to share. <laughs> I guess we'll do it then. Come on, Larry. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Dan, tell us about uh, the podcast. Uh, the Student Ministry Matters podcast is pretty straightforward with the name, but Chris Vines, who is involved with the SOAR conference, um, just it is a time when we talk through some different things. I interview a variety of folks and how that connects with student ministry. I've talked with you guys on the podcast, the other leaders. Yeah, yeah, the best one, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, this last week, I interviewed a guy by the name of Tom Cheney, a church revitalization specialist, and how that connects with student ministry. Mm-hmm. And so um, we, we just spent some time on some topics and some interviews and a lot of fun. It still has nothing to do with you always having a radio voice as long as I've known you. Well, a little bit. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> I love it. That's good. I'm curious, You get either one of you go off of this. What do you think's missing in student ministry today? What do you think something that we, we need to be focused on, we need to get back to just, I know I'm asking you, right, point blank, and it's okay uh, to not answer, but is there anything you'd say? I think here's something we need to get refocused or we need to focus on. I feel like one of the biggest areas of neglect that we've done over the years is separating our students, that we have pushed them away from the family. So I feel like there needs to be a greater sense of connecting families with their students, with the church, that kind of triangle that goes on. And I think that when we pour into families, we're going to have believers. We're going to have students that are going to be believers well into their college years and beyond. So I think that's an area. Uh, There are some turns towards that, but it's still let's take care of our students and then let's take care of our families. But they're the same thing. We've got to pull them together. It's a system. So you're not saying get rid of student ministry and focus on the family. Right. Uh, right. Absolutely. I love that. That's what I thought you. I love that too. I agree 100%. Got something that you you thought of? Yeah. I for me, uh, this is sort of a personal thing, too, that I see at ABS, it's the value of daily discipline. Um, you know, I've been discipling some young ladies at ABS, and we are just trying to do soap journaling. I'm encouraging them to do that every day, pray through Scripture. And I had one of them sit down. She came into the building one day and sat down, and I could tell she wanted to talk. And she, I stopped, and she said to me, nobody else is doing this. And I said, what do you mean? She said, you and about four other people are the only people who I know who call themselves Christians who are doing this, who are trying to do this every day. So this is as much a, a problem in the larger church as it is in student ministry, but how do we walk with the Lord every day? Uh, you know, in Luke chapter 11, parable of the Good Samaritan, uh, the part before that, you know, the the lawyer asked Jesus, what must I do? You know, what's the most important part of the law? And Jesus says, love God and then love others, right? Well, at the end of the chapter 11, Jesus goes to visit Martha and Mary and 
Martha's all busy, but Mary's just sitting at his feet, yeah. and Martha gets frustrated, and Jesus says, no, Martha, Mary's holding on to the one thing that matters, the necessary thing. Mm-hmm. Well, the necessary thing is for us to love God, right? That's the necessary commandment. And if we could see students start to do that, we have no idea what the kingdom of God would start to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, just, just like I was talking about this young lady, you know. I think the other thing about that is we have to make it, we have to encourage that. It's okay. We have to make it okay for students to stop for an hour of their day, not be so busy, and give God time, and not you know ridicule them because oh you're not doing anything. You seem lazy. Why aren't you doing something for the Lord? Hey, they're doing the necessary thing. They're mm-hmm. loving the That's Lord. Good. So. Yeah, that is good. That it's is really good. good. I got one question. Sure. Uh, you know the the saying it used to say you know used to be some kind of percentage seventy six or something percent at the age of eighteen if they you know. Uh, if they don't come to know the Lord by that point, they may not, or they may leave the faith. What are, there's those statistics around that 18, 19 age uh, time frame. I see college ministry and student ministry is so important in those years. I mean, you're sort of like the final frontier in the, in that regard in college yeah. ministry because if something doesn't stick, if that discipleship connectedness to Jesus doesn't happen. You know, who knows if it will. Yeah. And so what what are your do you have any thoughts on that or any experiences where God is continuing to, to grow people deep in discipleship and people at that age before they finish school or whatever the case may be? Well, I think the ABS has done a great job at that over the years. There's been a lot of students that I've seen go through that and continue. I think about um, she was my ministry assistant at Calvary Church and Amanda Bowman. Uh, full of life, full of energy, but her her walk just deepened while she was spending time in the ABS ministry. And now she is just heavily involved in her church where they live out at West. And um, so I think that it's, it's vital. Those numbers you gave, they're right on target. Mm-hmm. If we don't reach them by the age of 19 or 18, it's going to be hard to reach them for mm-hmm. Christ. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I go. That's what I share with churches when I go around and share about ABS. You know, two thirds of believers make a decision to follow Jesus before their 18th birthday, and then you got another one in eight. That was the latest research I saw that make a decision between 18 and 21. So there's well over two thirds of believers making that decision before you know they're of age 21. And what I would say is to to churches like. If your students are going off to public universities, that's a tough time. Like they will need to walk with the Lord, whether they're saved or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we sort of, like you said, are like the last stronghold. You know, I mean, before yeah. they may not do anything with the Lord. You know, right? You guys both know, might know this, but uh, Drew knows this church well. I know you guys are probably aware of it. But Robert Morris and some other guys came to Little Rock to start a church. And uh, not to start a church, they started looking for churches, sorry, different ones from this group. And they were part of a student ministry at the U of A Mm. in Arkansas. And here's what he says in, in the book Culture Shift. He said, we couldn't find a church as committed and dedicated as discipleship as we were. And that's quite a statement to think about. And I don't think he means it as condemnation no, no, at all. No. He just means it as a challenge. Hey, church, pastors, let's wake up. We got to build this discipleship. And I know a lot of us are going, well, where do we start? 
I, th- I say pick a spot. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> and that's get it. going. And Donnie Parrish was saying earlier, the best place for a discipleship uh, culture to begin in your church student ministry it is is it It you agree with that i do agree yeah because they're building lifelong habits yeah and you're impacting them at such a pivotal point i think about even my own kids Mm -hmm. how influential their teachers are in school and they talk about how wonderful this teacher or that teacher was man we're giving them life-giving word and so if they can develop those habits of taking in god's word it's just going to be it's going to be mind-blowing what can happen in our society wow that's good that's good anything yeah i mean i would say i just think about all these students at abs who will have families before long exactly (laughs) i mean you talk about multiply fast Mm -hmm. um and and i also think there's a real sense of practicality to what they can learn at abs because not only are you teaching them habits like uh you know, soap journaling and being with the Lord every day. But I have, I've had a conversation with a student about finances. Like, how do I set up a budget? You know, how am I doing these practical things? So, I mean, the area of influence is just insane for these young adults. I mean, they are... You need to know when you say soap journaling, you're talking my love language. Okay, good. (laughs) You just need to know. Good. good. I love soap journaling. So what do you think? I I think uh, this is a great conversation because I think students and college students especially, they're not the future of the church. They are the church. Yeah. And we forget that. And we we want, sometimes we push them off thinking that, uh, you know, in another time they'll be relevant. But the reality is, just as Donnie has said, you guys have confirmed, uh, it's so important discipleship culture begins in this student time and frame of, of people's lives. And even as a, as a pastor, I'm seeing the importance of student ministry just for families. As families come and try out your church and take a look, if they have kids that are in a student ministry age, they're going to look around, and if you don't have something that you're trying to disciple those kids, those, those kids can be engaged in, they're not going to stay. They're going to find a place where their kids can be cared for and, and loved and grown in Jesus, I think. And so it's as important even for pastors to understand not only the need for that discipleship culture of that age, but for the whole church as a whole, that these young people are the church and they are a wonderful um, uh, avenue or, or connection to families. Like if we don't have this, we're not going to get those families. Well, I think all the indications point to that the disciples were young too, right? I mean, Jesus took them on when they were in their teens, right? I mean, we can't forget about these guys. Those guys changed the world, right, as they followed the master. So, yeah, I'm with you, Drew. Good point. I want to encourage your listeners to think about utilizing college students in their ministries. Because often they come into town, they're there for nine months, and then they leave. But we, so we're a little reluctant mm-hmm. to put them into places of service. But man, they need that. They need to feel like they're a part and they're serving. And it doesn't just happen at their home church. It happens wherever they are. That's a great point, Dan. Thank you for that. How would you wrap us up today, Larry? Well, I just uh, love these guys' hearts. I love you guys' ministries. We're praying for you guys. I would wrap us up by saying, what else do you, would you want to say? Is there anything on your mind or on your heart that you go, man, I, I should have said this or I wanted to say that? Anything? 
I think I misquoted Luke. I think it's Luke chapter 10. Wow. And there you go. Wow. I'm sorry. Heretic. I'm sorry. Full on heresy wow. on the broadcast. I was going to call you out, but I, know. I, you know. I thought I'd better jump on the job, chopping block before you did. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> hey, I'll just, I'll say this. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't be sitting here if it wasn't for somebody who valued youth ministry and invested in my life. I don't think I would be either. I mean, so, my gosh, that's that's huge for me. And it is for every student that we have an opportunity the to high school to Sunday to. Te- uh, Sunday school teacher that my family moved. I wasn't saved till I was twelve. My dad was saved at forty three. We moved to this church when I was fourteen, and it was the high school Sunday school teacher that took me under his wing and made the impact in my life. There's no doubt about it. Awesome. Absolutely. Good. I so, love it. And I think everybody listening to us ought to think about when they were teenagers, <laughs> right. those people that poured into their lives and made it. And you might be sitting there going, well, nobody poured into my life that age. Well, I'm sorry, but that doesn't mean you still shouldn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, guys, thanks for the time today. Thank you. Um, appreciate you and your ministry and your families and what God's, how he's using you in the lives of students. And excited about Student Ministry Matters podcast. And uh, we will... Promote that, and oh, okay. you guys go check that out, especially that Do one episode. It? Yeah, it's part of the part of the oh, thing okay. we, well, we okay. promote. We signed a contract. Yeah, I something guess. like that. I hope everybody knows I'm teasing. We love Dan. We love what he's doing. We want you to listen to his podcast. We want you to check him out. Youth pastors, if you're looking for some help, reach out to this man because he wants to help you. Yeah, absolutely, guys. Thanks for listening to the Healthy Church podcast today. If we can help you with anything, or if there's a program or idea that you have for us, let us know, and we can check that out. But until then, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. You've been listening to the Healthy Church Podcast, sponsored by Activate, a church health ministry of the BMA. For more information, resources, and other related topics, please go to healthychurchpodcast.com or find us on Facebook at Healthy Church Podcast.